Welcome to the Kingdom Mandate. Join us each Saturday as we share empowering and equipping messages that reflect on the Kingdom of God according to His sovereign will for mankind to remain in His covenant order. Get your clarion call and follow us on Blog Talk Radio, Kingdom Empowerment, Inc. Welcome, everyone, our listening audience. My name is Jacqueline Rogers. I will be your host for today in the absence of our founder of this program show, Reverend Dr. Donagani, along with uh, a co-host who shall be joining me shortly. Her name is Minister Belinda McKenzie. And again, I will also be the moderator for today's call. So as we await for Minister Belinda to join the call, I'm going to open up in prayer. Father God, we come to you this afternoon, Lord God, lifting up the name of Jesus. Lord God, thanking you and giving you praise, glory, and honor for who you are and for who we are in you, Lord God. Lord God, we just want to take the time out to to just tell you, Lord God, how Honored and blessed we are, Lord God, that you thought of not robbery, Father God, to use us for such a time as this, Father God, to share unto your people, Lord God, that you would even trust your people, Lord God, into our hands, Lord God, that we may share the uncompromised word of God on them with, on today with them, Lord God. So, Father, we thank you. We pray, Lord God, that we decrease, Lord God, that you will increase in us. And everything that we say, Lord God, will give you glory. That will be spoken only of that which is inspired by the Holy Spirit, Lord God. And we thank you. And we give your name all the praise, all the glory, and all of the honor, Father. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray. Thank you again for joining us. Again, I will be accompanied with our uh, Minister Belinda McKenzie, and I'm sure she may just be having a little technical difficulty or something, or just could be a little delayed. But we want to thank God for her um, in the event until she does, in fact, join the call. Our uh, topic today, we are continuing with Women of the Holy Bible. This is our ninth episode, and we're actually going to be talking about Potiphar's wife. Today, she's not named, just Potiphar's wife, and the effect 
that she has had on the life that she played in the role of our um, servant Joseph. So our scripture today is going to come from Genesis chapter 39, and I'm going to begin reading at verse 1. And Joseph was brought down to Egypt, and Potiphar, an officer of Pharaoh, captain of the guard, an Egyptian, bought him of the hands of the Ishmaelites, which had brought him down thither. And the Lord, and he was a prosperous man, and he was in the house of his master, the Egyptian. And his master saw that the Lord was with him and that the Lord made all that he did to prosper in his hand. And Joseph found grace in his sight, and he served him, and he made him overseer over his house. And all that he had, he put into his hand. And it came to pass from the time that he made him overseer in his house and over all that he had, that the Lord blessed the Egyptian's house for Joseph's sake. You know, the Lord was upon all that he had in the house and in the field. And he left all that he had in Joseph's hand. And he knew not what he had, save the bread which he would eat. And Joseph was a goodly person and well favored. Continue on to verse 7. And it came to pass after these things that his master's wife cast her eyes upon Joseph. And she said, lie with me. But he refused. And said unto his master's wife, Behold, my master, what is not what is with me in the house? And he has submitted all that he has in my hand. There is none greater in the house than I. Neither hath he kept back anything from me but thee, because thou art his wife. How then can I do this great wickedness and sin against God? And it came to pass, as he spake to Joseph day by day, that he hearkened not unto her to lie by her or to be with her. And it came to pass about this time that Joseph went into the house to do his business, and there was none of the men of the house therein. And she caught him by his garment, saying, Lie with me. And he left his garment in her hand and fled and got him out. And it came to pass when she saw that he had left his garment in her hand and was fled forth, that she called unto the men of her house, and spake unto them, saying, See, he hath brought in an Hebrew unto us to mock us. He came in unto me to lie with me, and I cried with a loud voice. And it came to pass when he heard that I lifted up my voice and cried 
that he left his garment with me and fled and got him out. And she laid up his garment by her until his Lord came home. And she spake unto him according to these words, saying, The Hebrew servant which thou hast brought unto us came in unto me to mock me. And it came to pass as I lifted up my voice and cried that he left his garment with me and fled out. And it came to pass when his master heard the words of his wife, which she spake unto him, saying, Did thy servant to me? And his wrath was kindled. Continuing on at verse 20, And Joseph's master took him and put him into the prison, a place where the king's prisoners were bound, and he was there in the prison. Verse 21, But the Lord was with Joseph and showed him mercy and gave him favor in the sight of the keeper of the prison, and the keeper of the prison committed to Joseph's hand all the prisoners that were in the prison. And whatsoever they did there, he was the doer that was under his hand because the Lord was with him, and that which he did, the Lord made it to prosper. May the Lord continue to bless his word as it has been read in your hearing on today. And I just read Genesis chapter 20, uh, 39, I'm sorry, in its entirety. And here we see that Potiphar's wife was interested in Joseph, but Joseph would not disobey God by laying with his master's wife. That said a lot about Joseph and the kind of man that he was and even that um, that same character is what uh, situation to begin with because he was the decent of Jacob's son. The brothers desired to sell Joseph to the Ishmaelites, and that is how he wound up in Egypt. But God, I like it where verse 21 says, but the Lord was with Joseph and showed him mercy. And and that just says a lot there because in spite of the troubles that Joseph had to endure, being uh, thrown in the pit by his brother, being sold off into slavery, still the Lord favored him wherever he ended up at, so much so that when he landed in the of the Egyptians, God favored him and blessed him to be over everything that Pharaoh had. And Pharaoh withheld nothing from him except his wife. And Joseph, being the honorable man that he is, he would not touch Potiphar's wife, even though she advanced at him twice to lie with her. And when he didn't and he ran out, she snatched his garment and made up a lie to say that Joseph tried to attack her and she snatched his his garment that he was trying to take advantage of take advantage of her, which we all know that is um not the truth at all for that. She retaliated with a lie because 
she would not give in to her advances. Again, Joseph honored God. And as Joseph honored God, the Lord God was with him and continued to show him favor in every situation in which that he went in. And um, I was still yet waiting for the Belinda to join on the call because I would uh, definitely like to hear her input because she's definitely a, a woman of God and she prays and she hears the Lord. And as I'm speaking here, I am going to uh, make one more attempt to possibly reach out to her via email as I continue to share with you all. And again, I thank you for your patience. Anyone's listening on the call, and we thank and praise God for what he's doing in terms of this ministry call of Bob Talk Radio. I really believe that the Lord is going to bless us beyond anything that we could possibly have imagined in Jesus' name and sharing this word and the sacrifices that we're making to be available on this call. I thank and praise God. And as, again, our topic goes on today about Potiphar's wife and how she was willing to take advantage of Joseph just so that she could get what she wanted, which was merely to, to lie with him. She wanted to sleep with this, this young man. And to the extent that people will go to do things that are ungodly, And as the Bible says, there is nothing new under the sun. But the Bible covers it all in Jesus' name. God has not withheld anything from us, but he has always given us the example that we need to be able to share with the people of God. And uh, that I'm working on sending Minister Belinda quick email if I can find it. And I thank you all for your patience. If there's anyone that would like to participate on the call, your presence is welcome. Amen. So thank you all. And with that said, I'm going to continue on if she has the Lord lead. Again, our topic was for Potiphar's wife. Now, it would have to, you one would want to think what would make a woman uh, resort to such, such action. But there's an old saying that hell has no fury like a woman scorned. And I guess this woman was, man, chose God over her. And so she wanted to get back at at him for not following through on her advances. But we thank we thank God for the example that He chose to take the time to read it. To I'm sorry to have it written. 
into the Holy Bible to share it that we may have a reference of of what not to do and that we acknowledge the fact that Joseph put God first and he honored God above all else. And the scripture says that he was also, Joseph was a nice-looking man, so I guess she was attracted to him, but he still would not disobey God, as he says to her in verse number 9. There is none greater in this house than I. He acknowledges the fact that no one was higher than him in ranking next to Pharaoh. And the fact that Pharaoh keep anything from him, everything that he had, Joseph was head over, and he he acknowledged it before Pharaoh that Joseph was in charge of everything, but he kept his wife, which is the right thing to do. But Joseph, not even acknowledging that to sin against Potiphar, he says here, How then can I do this great wickedness and sin against God? So his allegiance was always to the Lord and not to man. Even though he appreciated what Potiphar had done in making him head over his household and his belongings, he wanted to honor God. And and people, I believe that the Lord had us to cover this particular uh, portion in the scripture because more importantly than pleasing man, we must please God. We cannot be more concerned about what man thinks of us than we are about what the Father God thinks of us. The Lord God, strong and mighty. The Lord God, Elohim, the creator of all the heavens and all the earth. That is who we must be concerned with. That is who we must try to please, not man. And we cannot resort to actions like Potiphar's wife did when we don't get our way, when the men and women of God don't allow us to do what we want to do. But they too are being led by God, and we must honor the God in them not so much as the men and women of God, but the God that the men and women that they serve. And oftentimes people do get what's called the pastoral salvation. And they're more concerned about what the pastor may think or what their leaders may think. But we are to be concerned about what God thinks of us and how he looks upon the decisions that we make and how they will ultimately reflect to him, not to man. So with this, this, the decision that Joseph made to honor God, God continually, continually honors him and covers him and make sure that he himself is taken care of. Like the scripture says, seek ye first kingdom of God 
in all his righteousness and everything that we desire will be added unto us. And so we thank and praise God that he's true to his word, that he's not a man, that he shall lie. And neither is he like the son of man, that he has to repent. So we thank God that if we honor him, everything else that we desire will in fact be added unto us. Was a man who took God at his word and he believed God and and he did not become discouraged. I love the story of Joseph because even after, you know, his brothers treated him badly, we later on find out when they, they have need of him, even though that's not our focus for today, that when they have need of him, he still shows them a God kind of love. He didn't allow them to harden his heart towards his brothers because having your brother to sell you into slavery, that's no no light offense. And then they lied to the father and said that, you know, the animal had attacked him and ate him and and he was shredded, you know, um, harmed in in the way that they had described it. And they didn't want his father to mourn over him. But Jacob loved Joseph. And I believe because he was the, the first son that Rebekah bore to him. And we all know how Jacob felt about Rebecca in line of this story, the topic today, Potiphar's wife. She obviously didn't serve our God and was not a woman of God, but was an Egyptian woman. And they often focused on their pride that was their God. And and their beauty And who they were And what they looked like And I'm sure she was probably a beautiful woman Being the wife of the Pharaoh However Joseph did not allow Exterior beauty To have him to disobey The God that he served The God of Abraham Isaac and Jacob And because he was faithful to God, the Lord could use him, and he did because he could trust Joseph. And that's important, that God can trust you with things, and the things don't have you, but you have the things. And that's worth discussing right there. But right now, um, again, I'm on the call alone, and... uh, I'm sure that something must have happened to Minister Belinda. So I'm just going to say a prayer for her, that the Lord, regardless of whatever is going on with her, the angels of the Lord are encamped around about her and are protecting her in this time because it's not like her to just be absent. And we we spoke on earlier this morning because we did have to change the call um, for a scheduling conflict. However, we thank and praise God that we're still going forth 
with the plan of the Lord and what he's given us to discuss here on this call. So we thank and praise the Lord. Amen. So as we can see here, Potiphar's wife told an untruth to her husband and to the to the guards because the guards did show up and she used the jacket, Joseph's coat, coat of many colors, if that was the exact thing that he was wearing because, no, let's not misconstrue this. It wouldn't have been his coat of many colors because his brothers kept that and had blood on it. So it was probably just a covering that um, the Egyptians wore. And so she snagged it, his garment, and that's what she kept in her hand to use as proof. And I'm sure it angered her when she went to reach for him and he just slipped right out of the coat and would not allow her grasp to take hold of him. So she not only pointed it to the the men of the house that she called unto them, she called unto them to create a scene like the cry rape. And so when she had his jacket, she could say, here's my proof. And then again, she took that same jacket and she showed it to her husband when he came. And he got upset with Joseph. He was disappointed with Joseph because, again, that was his wife. And not knowing that the wife, in fact, was not telling him the truth. So Jacob, I'm sorry, Joseph, as a result of the wife telling that untruth, Jacob is thrown. Joseph, I'm sorry, keep saying Jacob. Joseph is thrown into jail. But even in the jail, God favors him. He has he becomes the keeper of the prison. And I'm gonna go on and I'm going to read and continue in Genesis chapter forty about the butler and the baker who were also in prison. But Joseph was named here in chapter twenty uh verse twenty two. And the keeper of the prison committed to Joseph's hand all the prisoners. So he was in charge of the prisoners. And it came to pass, I'm going to go to verse 40, um, chapter 40, verse 1. And it came to pass after these things that the butler of the king of Egypt and his baker had offended their lord, the king of Egypt. And Pharaoh was wroth against two of his officers, against the chief of the butler and against the chief of the baker. And he put them in the wars in the house of the captain of the guard into the prison the place where Joseph was found. And the captain of the guard charged Joseph with them, and he started them, and they continued a season. And they dreamed a dream, both of them, each man his dream in one night, each man according to the interpretation of his dream, the butler and the baker of the king of Egypt, which were bound in the prison. And Joseph came in unto them in the morning and looked upon them, and behold, they were sad. And he asked Pharaoh's officers that were with him in the ward of his Lord's house, saying, Wherefore look ye so sadly today? 
And they said unto him, We have dreamed a dream, and there is no interpreter of it. And Joseph said unto them, Do not interpretations belong to God? Tell me then. I pray you. And the chief butler told his dream to Joseph and said to him, In my dream, behold, a vine was before me. And in the vine were three branches, and it was as though it budded, and her blossom shot forth, and the clusters thereof brought forth ripe grapes. And Pharaoh's cup was in my hand, and I took the grapes and pressed them into Pharaoh's cup, and I gave the cup into Pharaoh's hand, and Joseph said unto him, This is the interpretation of it. The three branches are three days. Yet within three days shall Pharaoh lift up thine hand and restore thee unto thy place. And thou shalt deliver Pharaoh's cup into his hand after the former manner when thou wast his butler. But think on me when it shall be well with thee, and show kindness, I pray thee, unto me, and make mention of me unto Pharaoh, and bring me out of this house. For indeed, I was stolen away out of the land of the Hebrews, and here also have I done nothing that they should put me into the dungeon. When the chief baker saw the interpretation was good, he said unto Joseph, I also was in my dream, and behold, I had three white baskets on my head. And in the uppermost basket there was of all manner of baked meat, for Pharaoh, and the birds did eat them out of the basket upon my head. And Joseph answered and said, This is the interpretation thereof. The three baskets are three days. Yet within three days shall Pharaoh lift up thy head from off thee, and shall hang thee on a tree, and the birds shall eat thy flesh from off thee. And it came to pass the third day, which was Pharaoh's birthday, that he made a feast unto all his servants, and he lifted up the head of the chief butler unto his butlership again, and he gave the cup into Pharaoh's hand, but he hanged the chief baker, as Joseph had interpreted to them. Yet did not the chief butler remember Joseph, but forgot him. I see that we have oh, another caller on the line. Is that Minister uh, Lita? Minister Lita, is that you on the call? Uh, yes. Hi, how are you? All right. <laughs> Good, good. Thank you for joining in. Uh, Minister Belinda, I believe that she had um, something must have come up, and she's not on the call as we had intended for her to be. But I thank you for taking time out to listen in. Uh, were you able to um, hear from the beginning, or you just had came on? I just came on. Okay. You know that we, um, I'm not sure if you are aware, but we were talking about Potiphar's wife and the role that she played in the life of Joseph. And I just read Genesis 39 and how 
she um, wanted Joseph to lie with her, and when she didn't, when he didn't lie with her, she lied on him and told her husband that he tried to rape her, as we all know how the story goes, and then he wound up in prison, and the butler and the Mm -hmm. baker, he was in prison with them, and they both had dreams, and Joseph interpreted both their dreams, and the butler was brought back into the um, to the servanthood of Pharaoh, but the baker was beheaded. And yeah. so now, looking at they're looking at Joseph like he can now um, interpret dreams, <clears throat> and they're realizing that. Um, are you familiar with this story? Uh, bits and pieces of it. Yeah, a, a little bit, not very much. Okay, okay. Well, since you've joined in on the call, I don't think it would be um, harmful. I'll go back and I'll read it. From um, I read from verse, uh, verse 39. I'll read that again so that you can um, participate on the call. Thank you. Um, so I'm going to okay. read from Genesis, Genesis 39, verse 1, and it reads, And Joseph was brought down to Egypt, and Potiphar, an officer of Pharaoh, captain of the guard, an Egyptian bought him of the hands of the Ishmaelites, which had brought him down thither. And the Lord was with Joseph. <clears throat> and he was a prosperous man, and he was in the house of his master, the Egyptian. And his master saw that the Lord was with him, and that the Lord made all that he, had, that he did to prosper in his hand, found grace in his sight, and he served him. And he made him overseer over his house, and all that he had he put into his hand. And it came to pass from the time that he had made him overseer in his house and over all that he had that the Lord blessed the Egyptian's house for Joseph's sake. And the blessing of the Lord was upon all that he had in the house and in the field. And he left all that he had in Joseph's hand, and he knew not what he had, save the bread which he did eat. And Joseph was a goodly person and well favored. And it came to pass after these things that his master's wife cast her eyes upon Joseph, and she said, lie with me. To his master's wife, behold, my master would if not what is with me in the house, and he has committed all that he has to my hands. There is none greater in this house than I, neither have he kept back anything from me but thee, because thou art his wife. How then can I do this great wickedness and sin against God? And it came to pass, as she spake to Joseph day by day, so she didn't just give up at one time, that he hearkened not unto her to lie by her or to be with her. And it came to pass about this time that Joseph went into the house to do his business, and there was none of the men of the house there within. And she caught him by his garment to lie with me, and he left his garment in her hand and fled and got him out. And it came to pass when she saw that he had left his garment in her hand and was fled forth, that she called unto the men of her house and spake unto them, saying, See, he has brought in a Hebrew 
unto us to mock us, he came in unto me to lie with me, and I cried with a loud voice. And it came to pass when he heard that I lifted up my voice and cried that he left his garment with me and fled and got him out. And she said, and she laid up his garment by her until his Lord came home. And she spake unto him according to these words, saying, The Hebrew servant which thou hast bore, as I lifted up my voice and cried, that he left his garment with me and fled out. And it came to pass when his master heard the words of his wife, which she spake unto him, saying, After this manner did thy servant to me, that his wrath was kindled. And Joseph's master took him and put him into, into the prison, a place where the king's prisoners were bound, and he was there in the prison. But the Lord was with Joseph and showed him mercy and gave him favor in the sight of the keeper of the prison. And the keeper of the prison committed to Joseph's hand all the prisoners that were in the prison. And whatsoever they did there, he was the doer of it. The keeper of the prison looked not to anything that was under his hand. The Lord was with him. And that which he did, the Lord made it to prosper. So as we can see here, again, the Lord was constantly with Joseph in all of his um, tribulations that he was experiencing. Minister Lisa, would you like to share what the Lord has has, uh, possibly given you regarding this passage I just read? Well, I really don't have anything else. I feel like Joseph at right about this time, right about now. Uh, just he went through uh, a lot, and, but um, it seemed like the people in the prison knew he had a call on his life, or knew something was different about him, to where he um, wasn't. Um, they knew that he didn't do wrong. They knew it. They knew that um, there was favor there, so they didn't. And also, I think they knew he was submitted. Uh, I think when you're humbled, that it shows a different demeanor about you. He was submitted that to is, Jesus, so that is he, true. And, and go ahead. he was willing to do anything. It was it was he didn't have no attitude about it. Whatever, if he did wrong or if he did right, he didn't have an attitude. He was submitted and humbled to the Lord. To the Lord, absolutely to the Lord. And the favor of God was just upon him, in regardless of what people tried to do do to him. And as you know, the scripture says that God controls the hearts of people to turn to to whichsoever uh, way that He wills. And Joseph was in the perfect will of God, and God was using him in spite of all of the manner of evil that was trying to work against him. Because, as you know, it started with his brother. Yeah. It's the slavery. And yet still, <laughs> God still was with him. And I believe you may have um, heard on the other polls that we talked about, he was sold to the Ishmaelites who were also in his family's lineage. The Ishmaelites were seeds of Abraham. So he wasn't like he was sold to complete strangers. 
but it was all in the plan, and I believe in the will of God, that he was protecting yeah. him, that real harm would come to Joseph because the Lord had need of him later on down the line as we, we find out that Joseph was uh, an intricate part in the um, famine that took place in Egypt so that his family could. could. Yeah. But I like to I, I I had chosen Potiphar's wife just to discuss her for a moment that, you know, um, she turned on Joseph because he wouldn't feed into her desires, her sinful desires. Yeah. And, her being well, yeah. an Egyptian woman, right? She didn't. She didn't serve the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. She was an Egyptian woman, and you know they served yeah. a lot of gods. And so yeah. she felt as though it's obvious too that Joseph was probably a, a nice-looking young man, and I'm sure her being the wife of a pharaoh, she had her share of beauty as well. But Joseph was not moved by the fact that she was a beautiful woman. He was he was he was allowing himself to be ruled and governed by God and God alone because as you see yeah. here as a scripture he says to her there is none greater in this house than I have he kept back anything from me but he's talking to Pharaoh's wife because art his wife how then can I do this great wickedness and sin against God. So Joseph wasn't even concerned about Potiphar at this point, even though she mentions and she says, you know, he's made he's made him ruler over everything in his house, and he hasn't withheld anything back from him except his wife. But again, that wasn't Joseph's main point here. Joseph's focus was on the fact that if I do this sin, it's not just against your husband because he's not here. He wouldn't even he, he wouldn't know. So she probably would have helped him to keep it a secret, but he knew that God would know, and he did not want to sin against God. Yeah. Correct. So that in itself, you know, because oftentimes, and I, I don't know what uh, would have been your experience in the church sometimes, you know, um, laity has a tendency sometimes to honor and worship their leaders. You know, and they put their leaders in pedestal above God, even sometimes. But Joseph said not so. He wasn't. He wasn't concerned with the fact that Pharaoh, you know, what was the Pharaoh, the king at the time? They, they served the Pharaoh, but he was like a king. He wasn't even concerned about him. He was concerned that he did not sin against his God. And yes. that is is admirable because that's where we have to be. We can't be so concerned about when when we're thinking about we're making this we're making decisions in life that pertain to anything. Our first concern should be what would this how is the how does this please God or will will it please God or if it doesn't please God then then we shouldn't be thinking about doing it. And how do you know what yeah. pleases God? You know, how, how how would you know if something was pleasing or not to God, you'd have to read his word and and read yeah. and read what the word says. And if the Bible has already um it, it even though the commandments have not come forth here just yet because your commandments are given out in Exodus, 
but he also knew that somehow this would not be pleasing unto God with his master's wife because it wasn't his wife. Yeah. And he honored, he, he wanted to honor, again, he wanted to honor God. And then honoring God, Pharaoh would have been honored. So we have to be mindful of that. When we honor God, all who all who, who should be receiving honor and respect will be given just that. Because what does the, the scripture says? Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And everything that we desire will be added unto us. Is that uh, not what the word says? Yep. That is what the word says, right? Yep. So, mm-hmm. um, what, do you have any thoughts, um, Minister Lisa, that you'd like to share? Any questions you'd like to ask? No. I'm okay. You okay? Uh huh. All right, well, I will continue to read on. And I know that you came in in, in, um, in the midst when I was reading Chapter 40, but I will read it again for the listening audience if there, anyone else may join in um, in reference in the dreams that they had. So okay. at Chapter 40, it says, And it came to pass after these things that the butler of the king of Egypt and his baker they had offended their lord, the king of Egypt, and Pharaoh was wroth against two of his officers, against the chief of the butlers, and against the chief of the bakers. And he put them inward in the house of the captain of the guard into the prison, the place where Joseph was bound. And the captain of the guard charged Joseph with them, and he served them, and they continued a season inward. And they dreamed a dream, both of, both of them, <clears throat> each man his dream in one night. Each man, according to the interpretation of his dream, the butler and the baker of the king of Egypt, which were bound in the prison. And Joseph came in unto them in the morning <clears throat> and looked upon them, and behold, they were sad. And he asked Pharaoh's officers that were with him, in the ward of his Lord's house, saying, Wherefore look ye so sadly today? And they said unto him, We have dreamed a dream, and there is no interpreter of it. And Joseph said unto them, Do not interpretations belong to God? Tell me them, I pray you. <clears throat> and the chief butler told his dream to Joseph, and he said to him, In my dream, behold, a vine was before me, and in the vine were three branches, and it was as though it budded, and her blossoms shot forth, and the clusters thereof brought forth ripe grapes. And Pharaoh's cup was in my hand, and I took the grapes and pressed them into Pharaoh's cup, and I gave the cup into Pharaoh's hand. And Joseph said unto him, this is the interpretation of it. The three branches are three days, yet within three days shall Pharaoh lift up thine head and restore thee unto thy place, and thou shalt deliver Pharaoh's cup into his hand after the former manner 
when thou wast his butler. But think on me when it shall be with thee, and show kindness, I pray thee, unto me, and make mention of me unto Pharaoh, and bring me out of this house. For indeed I was stolen away out of the land of the Hebrews, and here also have I done nothing that they should put me into the dungeon. And I just want to stop right there for a moment because Joseph, right, clearly there, even though he just um, he just interpreted the dream of the butler, and he asked the butler to remember him. For a moment there, Joseph felt some sort of way because he says, I was stolen away out of the land of the Hebrews, and here also I have done nothing that they should put me into the into the dungeon. So Joseph realizes that he's being he he was he was um, thrown into the pit un, un, unlawfully or um, was because he hadn't done anything. His brothers threw him in the pit, and then he was sold into slavery. And now he's being thrown into a dungeon. And again, he's done nothing wrong. He's done nothing wrong, but he still he still desires to get back into the house of Pharaoh. Cause so he's speaking to the butler, and he says to the butler. When you get there, remember me. Okay. So, yep. uh, when the um, and then we're gonna go on here from the from the butler, we're gonna go to the baker because now this talks about the the dream of the baker. When the chief baker saw that the interpretation was good, said unto Joseph, "I was also in my dream, and behold, I had three white baskets on my head." And in the uppermost basket, there was of all manner of baked meat for Pharaoh, and the birds did eat them out of the basket upon my head. And Joseph answered and said, this is the interpretation thereof. The three baskets are three days. Yet within three days shall Pharaoh lift up thy head from off thee and shall hang thee on a tree, and the birds shall eat thy flesh from off thee. And it came to pass the third day, which was Pharaoh's birthday, that he made a feast unto all his servants, and he lifted up the head of the chief butler and of the chief baker among his servants. And he restored the chief butler unto his butlership again, and he gave the cup into Pharaoh's hand. But he hanged the chief baker as Joseph had interpreted to them, yet did not the chief butler remembered Joseph, but he forgot him. Would you like to um, share and add a comment on that portion, um, Ms. Alita? Well, I'm trying to figure out why he... <laughs> what you, you have a question? question? What, well, question I'm kind of lost when you say... Well, I read it too. I read it along with you because that's the way I get, get interpretation of it. Um, is like the chief butler had a dream and it was the right one and the other one he just I think he just said it. <laughs> well anyway, his sound like he wasn't a good dream, but anyway, I don't know. I got well, lost in it there. Turns out that the the dream of the butler was to restore him back to the king's service, but the the baker unfortunately his was to be killed. 
he was to be killed. He 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 was to right. He was to be killed, and so and so did Pharaoh do what Joseph did say he was going to do. So he interpreted he interpreted the dream accurately, but he had oh. no control. He 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 interpreted the, the dream, but he had no control over the outcome. Now the Bible doesn't really tell us why he he did um you know why why Pharaoh did one or the other but at um so far it doesn't say that but what we can do let's read along further i will read um on to verse i mean uh chapter 41 see here it okay. says here these these are the two dreams of Pharaoh so and it came to pass at the end of two full years that Pharaoh Dreams, and he behold, and behold, he stood by. Now Pharaoh has a dream, and behold, there came up out of the river seven well-favored kind and fat flesh, fed in a meadow. And behold, seven other kind came up after them out of the river and lean fleshed and stood by the other kind. Upon the brink of the river, and the ill-favored and lean flesh kind did eat up the seven well-favored and fat kind. So Pharaoh awoke, and he slept and dreamt the second time. And behold, seven ears of corn, one stalk, rank and good. And behold, seven thin ears, and blasted with the east wind. Up after them, and the seven thin ears devoured the seven rank and full ears, and Pharaoh awoke, and it was a dream. And it came to pass in the morning that his spirit was troubled, and he sent and called for all the of Egypt and all the wise men thereof, and Pharaoh told them his dreams, but there was none that could interpret them unto Pharaoh. Then spake the chief butler unto Pharaoh, saying, I do remember my fault this day. Pharaoh was wroth with his servants and put me inward in the captain of the guard's house, both me and the chief baker. And we dreamed a dream in one night. I and he, we dreamed each man according to the interpretation of his dream. And there was there with us a young man, and Hebrew to the captain of the guard, and we told him, and he interpreted to us our dreams, to each man according to his dreams he did interpret. And it came to pass, as he interpreted to us, so it was me he restored unto my office, and him he hanged. Then Pharaoh and called Joseph, and they brought him hastily out of the dungeon, and he shaved himself and changed his raiment and came in unto Pharaoh. And Pharaoh said unto Joseph, I have dreamed a dream, and there is none that can interpret it, and I have heard say of thee that thou canst understand a dream to interpret it. And Joseph answered Pharaoh, It is not in me. God shall give Pharaoh 
an answer of peace. And Pharaoh said unto Joseph, In my dream, behold, I stood upon the bank of the river, and behold, there came up out of the river seven kinds, flat fashion, well favored, and they fed in the meadow. And behold, seven other kinds came up after them, poor and very ill favored, and lean flesh, such as I never saw in all the land of Egypt for badness. And the lean and the ill-favored kind did eat up the first seven fat kinds. And when they had eaten them up, it could not be known that they had eaten them, but they were still ill-favored as at the beginning. So I awoke, and I saw in my dream, and behold, seven ears came up in one stalk, full and good. And behold, seven ears withered, thin and blast within the east wind sprung up after them, and the thin ears devoured the seven good ears, and I told this unto the magician, but there was none that could declare it to me. And Joseph said unto Pharaoh, The dream of Pharaoh is one. God has showed Pharaoh what he is about to do. The seven good kind are seven years, and the seven good ears are seven years. The dream is one. And the seven sins and ill-favored kind that came up after them are seven years, and the seven empty ears blasted with the east wind shall be seven years of famine. This is the thing which I have spoken unto Pharaoh. What God is about to do, he showeth unto Pharaoh. Behold, there come seven years of great plenty throughout all the land of Egypt, and there shall arise after them seven years of famine, and all the plenty shall be forgotten in the land of Egypt, and the famine shall consume the land. And the plenty shall not be known in the land by reason of that famine following, for it shall be very grievous. For that the dream was doubled unto Pharaoh twice, it is because the thing is established by God, and God will shortly bring it to pass. Now, therefore, let Pharaoh look out a man, discreet and wise, and set him over the land of Egypt. Let Pharaoh do this, and let him appoint officers over the land, and make up the fifth part of the land of Egypt in the seventh plenteous years. I'm continuing on in Genesis 41, verse 35, and it says, And let them gather all the food of those good years that come, and lay up corn under the hand of Pharaoh, and let them keep food in the city, and the food shall be for store to the land against the seven years of famine, which shall be in the land of Egypt, that the land perish not through the famine. And the thing was good in the eyes of Pharaoh and in the eyes of all his servants. And Pharaoh said unto his servants, Can we find such a one as this is, a man in whom the spirit of God is. Now, Pharaoh knew enough to know that God was operating in this. And Pharaoh said unto Joseph, For as much as God has showed thee all this, there is none so discreet and wise as thou art. Thou shalt be over my house, and according unto thy word shall all my people be ruled. Only in the throne will I be greater than you. And Pharaoh said unto Joseph, See, I have set thee over all the land of Egypt. And Pharaoh took off his ring from his hand and put it upon Joseph's hand 
and arrayed him in vestures of fine linen and put a gold chain around his neck, and he made him to ride in the second chariot which he had, and they cried before him, bowed the knee, and made him ruler over all the land of Egypt. And Pharaoh said unto Joseph, I am Pharaoh, and without thee shall no man lift up his hand or foot in all the land of Egypt. And Pharaoh called Joseph's name Zaphnath, Haniah, and he gave to him wife, Athenah, the daughter of Potipharah, priest of On, and Joseph went out over all the land of Egypt. Now, that there was a lot said there. I'm just going to pause for just a minute because I just want to make mention of how God is still yet favoring Joseph in spite of all that has been going on. And I'm glad to see that Minister uh, Belinda has joined the call. Amen. How are you, Minister? Um, I'm fine. I'm fine. Praise God. Praise God. Started, I read from chapter Genesis 39 that started out mm-hmm. with Potiphar's and I was uh, midway after Pharaoh had just made Joseph ruler. Once again, he's taken him out of the prison to interpret yeah. his dreams. But um, I would love to hear, um, Minister Belinda, hear your comments um, on some of the things that we you may have read already concerning Potiphar's wife and how she lied on Joseph, but the Lord mm-hmm. throughout all the turmoil, the favor of God, has been with him and has stayed with him. Amen? Amen, yes. Yeah. Because it repeats, it yeah. says that he had favor, Joseph had favor with God. Even yeah. when he brought him out, you know, from his bondage mm-hmm. and put him in the Pharaoh's house, into Potomac, his house. And he was a faithful servant. Yeah. You know? That's the characteristic that God wants all of his people to be, to be faithful yeah. in what you do. But he was faithful first unto God. That's how he knew to be faithful to this him. And uh, when I read that, I thought about, you know, you could be doing good like he was doing. He honored this man because this man put him over all of his things, and he honored him. Even when yeah. he wasn't around, he was doing his job. But here comes his his wife, you know, wanting him to lie. But what does Joseph say? He says, no, I cannot do this. This man, My master's given me all of this to, you know, to be an overseer. How can I do this thing to him? Because he knew it was evil. This man entrusts you with his household, his wife, his possessions, and then you're going to lay down with his wife. And he, he said, no. But she grabs a hold to him, and then he leaves his garment, and she lies on him. Yes. And I thought about how many men now, you mm. know, this everything in the Bible, you can relate it to the day. They have been lied on and in prison right now by a woman yes. that lied, said that he raped her and didn't. I'm not, I'm not disannulling rape. You know, because there are women, men, children, all of them getting raped. But this man was not, he did not rape this woman. And I like that, 
no matter what he went through, he didn't get lost in what he went through. He took what he felt or whatever and went turned it to God. And then God works on his behalf again because he had favor from God. The gift that got him thrown in the well was a gift that also blessed him because that gift is not a curse. People can try to make your gift a curse, but if you're being honorable unto God, that, 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 that gift gave, made him prosper again. Yeah. You know, the dreams that God would give him when he was in prison and tell him he's going to come out. Now, he, uh, Pharaoh has a dream, and he, he doesn't give himself the honor because whatever gift we, we have does not come from us. It's a gift from God to let God have the glory. And he let Amen. Pharaoh know. God, if I interpret it, it's through God I will interpret it. And he winds up being blessed again. What he was taken from him before. He, Pharaoh gives him rule over Egypt and gives him his ring. He's restored yes. again. Yes, yes. God's teaching me to, no matter what you're going through, whatever you're feeling, do not get lost in it. Take it to God and let God be the honor over you. Whether you're falsely accused, whether you're falsely talked about, it doesn't matter. God is the Alpha and the Omega. And if he's blessed you, he will continue to bless you. As long as you are doing like this man did, being honest, faithful, you know, God is able I love this story. I love this story. You must, because when you when you when you look at that, um, you look at Joseph, because Joseph had every reason to have attitude. You know how yeah. you know when people offend you. You know it hurt mm-hmm. people betrayed because he was not just offended; he was betrayed by his very own brothers. You know mm-hmm. when you're. Thinking, you you know that's some stuff that that cuts like a knife you know to, yeah. to be hurt by family and and then to to be lied on but he he does have a little moment in um I believe it's in verse uh in chapter forty verse fifteen when he was talking to the butler and he said for indeed I was stolen away out of the land of the Hebrews and here also have I done nothing that they should put me into the dungeon so. Yep. He realized that he's been innocent and he's been wrongfully accused, but he he mm-hmm. has not, you know, he has not allowed that to that bitterness to to sit in his heart, you know. Yeah. Somewhere, you know, God God allows him to to walk in unfor um to walk in forgiveness because he knows that he's been done wrong, but he doesn't hold it against like on the inside, you know, because when you when mm-hmm. you have bitterness inside. It's like you drinking poison, and you expect yeah. somebody else to be to be hurt by your unforgiveness. But he he acknowledged it. He was like, I, I did nothing wrong, and yet I'm you know I'm in I was thrown into a pit, and now I'm here in the dungeon, but not with any fault of my own. But he still has a positive attitude. He still wants to see life on the bright side. So you know God had to be with him. Yeah. You know God had to be. 
that, yeah. that he didn't allow any of that evil, any of that anger to get to penetrate his heart. If we allow that to come in our hearts, it doesn't do anything for us. Then the enemy has, right. not only has he done an injustice to Joseph, here again, then he'd be having another injustice done through Joseph by having that anger in him. Right. Right. But, you know, you can can express what you're feeling, you know. Mm -hmm. Uh, How many times has one of us been, you know, you've been lied on, and you say, Lord, I didn't do anything. Or someone doesn't like you, you know, Mm -hmm. and you don't know no reason not to like you. They just don't like you. You know? Sometimes. Yeah, so, I mean, it's going to happen. And uh, things will happen. But take heart to what you read. Because the same way God did for this, look, instead of letting the enemy have double jeopardy on you by having anger and uh, unforgiveness, he was able to, God was able to move him from that quickly to another realm of blessing. Yes. Yes, another realm of blessing. Yes, because mm-hmm. he didn't. He did not allow that those situations to dictate and determine who he was going to be. He didn't allow other people's flaws and their mistakes or whatever it is that they did. He didn't. He didn't allow that to dictate who he was. And the other thing that mm-hmm. I loved about it, I had it earlier before you came on the call, was the fact that here you have, um, you know. This woman is trying to come on to him, and like you said, he he says to her, you know, your master has not withheld anything from me. You know, he's given me for over here. You know, and he and but at the end though, Joseph says, I cannot do this sin unto God. You know, your master. I like that too. Yes, right. That's been good to me, but ultimately, this sin would be against God. You know, he didn't have what we call today, you see a lot of times in people, we have that, some people sometimes have that pastoral salvation. Like, you you know, that man pleases stuff. You concern more yeah. about what, what man thinks about you than you are what God thinks about you. Because he could have easily gotten away with it. She probably would have helped him have kept it a secret. You yep. know? But he was like, but you know, your husband, but God yeah. sees it all. God yes, sees it. Yes. He would be the one that I was sinning against, not so much as, you know, Pharaoh. Yeah, Pharaoh has allowed mm-hmm. me to have rent for his house, but he knew ultimately that all of that favor, everything that he was experiencing, came from the God that he yes. served. Yep. He kept that so connection. It, it, God that yes, blesses us. Yes, yes, yes. And that, that says a lot about him because we cannot be more concerned about man's opinion of us than we are about what God knows about us. Yes. Because, you know, know, I often, yes. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. I was was done. I was done. Go ahead. I often say that to people, you know, when they come to me. I said, be more concerned about what God thinks about you. Because that's Mm -hmm. the final word. No idle word has any power. I said the greatest power on this earth and in heaven is God's word. And if God says that he values you, don't worry about people's words that they say you're not worth nothing. 
Because right. the final authority is God. And the final judgment is God. Mm-hmm. You know, that's what he says, the Alpha and the Omega. And see, Amen. he could, he acknowledged, you know, I can't do this because of sin, but I, it's a sin against God. The greatest sin would be against God. Mm-hmm. But a lot of times you hear people saying that. You 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 hear more uh, acknowledgement. You know, um, people will give more uh, uh, time to things than to God. You know, and it's seldom do you hear, well, God is God. You, all you hear is God. The first word out of somebody's mouth and the last word in anything they do is God. You'll mm-hmm. hear make their boyfriends the God. Well, he, you know, Jeremy said, Jeremy, this, Jeremy, where's God in this? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Man always had God. But, you know, that goes back, have no other gods before him. Love him with mm-hmm. all your heart, soul, mind, all of it. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Joseph is definitely an example of of what we should follow. Of walking with the Lord and and obeying, and how we treat people and do certain things because his 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 greatest concern was what would what would God think of him? His sin, regardless of whether man saw it or not, he knew that God. And that we have to we have to be more concerned about what would God think about us or what you know that was that cliche at one time they were saying WWJD what would Jesus do those are the questions that we should ask because how would God respond to a situation and the scripture also says too you know we can be angry but sin not. Because you can, you started saying, um, Minister William, you can express yourself. You know, when things hurt you or, or, or you're not pleased with something, that's fine. But the Bible says, be angry but sin not. And Joseph, again, he's that example. Because I'm sure he, I'm sure at some point he felt some disappointment. You know, his own, his own blood brothers betrayed him. Mm-hmm. You know, here this mm-hmm. woman is, she died on him, you know. And each time he's winding up in a dungeon or, or some desolate place. But again, yeah. the faith of God was constantly with him because it just kept saying, but the Lord was with Joseph. You know, yeah. the Lord was with Joseph everywhere he went. The Lord was with Joseph. So God, so just like the scripture says, I believe it's in Romans um, uh, 8 and 31, if God be for me, who could be against me? You know, it's, it's, it's more, more than the whole world that is against you. If God is on your side, you're blessed beyond measure. If God is w- walking with you and you have the favor of God on your life, you don't need to worry about pleasing man. Amen. You need to always be concerned yeah. about what God thinking of you and your decisions. And 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 I, I was glad to be able to discuss this here too because as you you mentioned, Minister Belinda, and I'm glad that you brought that up. There are many of men, like you said, that are sitting in prison, or 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 have been have been wrongfully accused of not just rape, of a number of things. You know, who who, who only knows why 
a lot of men are sitting in prison today. But this just goes to show you that even even in prison, if you make God God in, in Savior over your life, God can change things around. He will give you favor in prison. Yes, he will. He has a many of women coming out. He gave Joseph favor in the prison. That he made Joseph even a leader in the prison. That's right. But again, we right, regardless of our circumstances and our situations that we find ourselves in, we have to put God first. And I believe that that's what um, message in this scripture is really, really coming alive that God has to be first, not man, not not our possessions, because Joseph didn't care about even all the stuff that Pharaoh had made him rule over. Mm -hmm. Because he had everything. He had had a right to everything. And then we turn around and we see, as we just read, that when Pharaoh realized, again, that God was truly um, with Joseph, and he knew that he needed a man with the spirit of God to be in charge of his possessions. And when he said, where, where could this man come from? Um, I'm going to go over here to uh, Genesis uh, 41, verse 37. And it says here, and the thing was good in the eyes of Pharaoh and in the eyes of all his servants. And Pharaoh said unto his servants, can't find such a one as this is, a man in whom the spirit of God is. Thank you. Now, this is and a man so that served for the gods, and he could acknowledge right, and see this in Joseph. Right, right, right. And here Pharaoh has enough sense to realize that if the spirit of God is operating in this man, this is the man that I want to be over my things. Yes. And they believe in God. They they worship, yes. mo- you know, they, they were idol worshipers. They worship all types of mm-hmm. um, gods and stars and suns and moons and things of that nature. They didn't worship the one true living God. But if you notice here where in this scripture, the spirit, the word spirit in the King James Version is capitalized. So you know mm-hmm. that's talking about the Holy Spirit. Yes. That, that, that God has given uh, even before Jesus had came. The spirit of God was already operating. Mm-hmm. And that's what was in Joseph. Joseph had to be filled with the spirit of God in order to be able to keep his composure and to still keep a level head in, in spite of all of his adversaries and his challenges and things because he was constantly being kicked around, for, for lack of a better word, you know, Something was always constantly happening to Joseph. He's like your first um, uh, example of a Job experience, so to speak, when everything yeah. around thing is, is going on wrong. And again, here, Joseph, when, when Pharaoh makes Joseph ruler over all of his things for these next seven years so they could be okay in this famine, he even gives him greater authority. Yes. Like you say, he, when you when you have the the signet ring of the king, you have some power. Because mm. you can decree and declare a thing, and you can sign off on it, and everybody around in that country had to adhere to what you said because you put the ring on it. Yep. So God was, God gave him even a greater power authority mm. because of his yep. obedience and his obedience to God. Yep. 
you know, and the scripture also says too, if you if you're a ruler if uh, you you if you're a ruler over a little bit, God will make faithful. you ruler over. Yes. Mm-hmm. And Joseph, Joseph was faithful. Joseph was faithful in everything that he did. He honored God, and with mm-hmm. that, God constantly honored and favored Joseph. Yes. I do. I, I love I love this story. I love this story of Joseph mm-hmm. and how he even you know um. We have about 35 minutes left. We don't have a chance to probably just read all of the scripture in terms of what, um, how Joseph, how he um, responds to his brothers when they show up after the famine. And it's, it, 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 for me, when I, when I first had read that, I'm like, you know, he, he, that's awesome because he wasn't angry with his people. You know, he could have been so mad with those brothers because I know for a fact, I know there have been times I've been angry with my siblings because I'm the youngest too. I'm 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 mm-hmm. like Joseph. I'm the youngest eight children, and I know mm-hmm. I have been at them siblings that I didn't want to have anything to do with them. Mm-hmm. And and then for a long time I didn't, you know. And then mm-hmm. I got saved, and I you you read more about God. So it's like you know my my I have a sister that's you know she she struggles with drugs from time to time, mm-hmm. and I'm and I. Make a make it a point that I'm never angry with her. I don't care what her time. She calls me up at three or four o'clock in the morning. She says, "Pray with me." You know what I do? I get myself together and I start lifting up and I go to God on her behalf. Amen. And I go and I pray with her because who am I? Who am I? Like the scripture says, "There goes I, but by the grace of God, but by the yep. grace of God." Of so God. we have to learn. Who has passion. not sinned? The stone. Yes. Who have yes. 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 All have sinned. All have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. So we must really be mindful when we when it comes to you know the saved and even the unsaved, the backslidden, whichever state that people might find themselves in, that we show the Mm -hmm. love of God Mm -hmm. and we send His compassion because sometimes. We are the only um, Jesus that some people will see before they ever even will get to church or, or any house of worship. They're going to run into one of us, and how we treat them is going to determine if they take another step further into seeking and serving the Lord. Yes. So there's, some, there's a lot. Some, to be, many to be churches that are no longer church because of uh, how they've been treated. Yes, 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 and have stopped going to churches, let alone want to even go to the church, don't want to go Mm -hmm. to the church of all of the stuff that that has been talked about that the church um, does in terms of treating people, and then on top of that, I've heard it said, too, and I I can attest to it to a degree, you haven't had hurt, so you had had church hurt. (laughs) But you know what? I like God. That if you, like Joseph, if you come to know God uh-huh. and you let God cleanse you and let God talk to you, minister to you, he mm-hmm. takes away the hurt so you can actually see. And then he puts a heart of in there, not your heart, not the world's mm-hmm. heart, tradition, but his heart. And you begin to get up and get understanding from God's word. It changes you. Like Sister Jacqueline said, she was reacting to her sisters and brothers. 
but how the mm-hmm. the word of changed her heart, the way she thinks yeah. is to me. And it's not yeah. saying that you won't have thoughts that compound you or come at you, but when the word is in there, you can you know what's coming, so you know mm-hmm. the consequences of that thing, how it can make you a prisoner, and it will only speak out vile things. Hurt breeds hurt. Love breeds Amen. love. The love of God. Amen. Uh, I, like you say, everybody. But you have to remember, where is the power? To walk in those things, this or no God's power. You want the power of the living God. It's mm-hmm. his, his, and his ways and his thoughts that changes things. If you have something going on in your family, you want God to change it. And only can he change it by those that will, are willing to listen to him. <clears throat> what is that scripture? At those that uh, will, um, oh, heavenly Lord, humble themselves and seek God, hear his voice and seek his face. He'll hear their life. Yep. Second Chronicles 7.15. Amen. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. He says that that's a reality to it. And that mm-hmm. you being a blessing, this man was mm-hmm. able to save all these people from famine. Yes, yes, yes. Who has a fat in their home? I'm not talking about no food. Somebody's sitting in their house and, and crying because they're seeing generation after generation fall into drugs, uh, violence, gang, all this stuff. But there's a living God. When you access his power, he said faith can move mountains. Mm-hmm. You know, so you you don't absorb that. And I and and this is the the word of God. And not only did he he restore what was taken from him, he gave him even greater. Yeah. What a lot of good with that. Mm-hmm. Sister Jacqueline says, I know for a moment maybe he, when he looked at his brothers. Yeah. He probably said, I have this power. I could have them killed. I could have this. But thank God, the spirit of God in him, the the, mm-hmm. the love moved on his heart yeah. and yeah. told him to his brothers. You know, take yes. off the stuff so they can know him. Yes. How many times did they suffer? You suffer when you yes. do wrong. Mm-hmm. They suffer in a reprobated mind. And uh, they suffered knowing that they, and watched their father cry and weep and knowing they're the cause of that hurt. Yeah. yeah. You know, have you ever they a, a in your head and only you and Jesus know and you know that it's caused grief, but nobody knows you did it, but you inside feel guilty? Yes. 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 But his compassion released mm-hmm. him of that. And, I, he, you know, he said, I can save you. I can feed y'all. Bring, go back and bring the rest of them. So yeah. fight against I went through that today. Yesterday, I had dreams, and I had all these emotions. You know, it could, mm-hmm. like Sister Jack said, it could be your family. 
You know, mm-hmm. people that have done good all the time, helping people, and then being forsaken after they do it. You know, treat it like, well, we don't need you no more. Mm-hmm. That's you have to, I know I do. I refuse. God is my anchor, my source of joy, and my Amen. power. And like Amen. she said, at been time, look at this. At one, he had everything. And at once after that woman did what she did, it was taken. We live mm-hmm. in a day now. Something can happen. We can lose everything. Mm-hmm. Are we going to lose Jesus? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And lose the power yeah. can turn the situation around? Mm, that's good. That's because you without really hope. The words. Yeah. You got to have the words sitting grounded in your heart. Yep. Yeah, he said, hide it in your heart like treasures. You know? Yep. So Why you do we have treasures? We don't know one day we might need that treasure. Exactly. But every day we don't need Jesus. Amen. Amen. Been without food and prayed and asked God. And the door opened. Been without no electricity. I know some people ain't been without electricity. And man said, well, we don't have any money to give you. And God made a way for you to get your electricity turned on. Because you went and prayed. You saw it, God. Right. Lord, you That's said. Right. That's right. That's right. Amen. Put him in remembrance of his word. Yes. Amen. And I thank God that he didn't try to shut down his dreams because of what he went through. Because that dreams was able to even bless him more when Pharaoh said, you know, to interpret the dream. Nobody else yeah. can do it. You know, God had that man right there in Egypt. And even though, and I like the fact, too, that now the butler, the butler, he, once he got back into Pharaoh's grace, he didn't think about Joseph anymore. But when Pharaoh had a dream, he, he, he you know, the Lord um, caused him to remember what Joseph had done for him. And so that's why he pointed to Joseph because they had not, Joseph was in a dungeon. Pharaoh had pretty mm-hmm. much was, was going to wash hands of Joseph and he was going to leave him there. Yep. You know, so thank, thank and praise God. You know, but but everything is is according to God's sovereign will. You know, but yeah. when the when he caused the he caused the um the uh, butler to remember again to to decipher mm-hmm. when he decided his dream, his and the baker, the yeah. Pharaoh, there was a man, and Pharaoh remember who he was. You see, he called he called for Joseph. He called for them, yeah. and you and you know, and I and I like to um there was something here that jumped out at me, and I saw it here. When they um they came and they cleaned Joseph up, yeah. It says mm-hmm. in forty in chapter forty one verse fourteen. Then Pharaoh sent and called Joseph, and they brought him hastily out of the dungeon, and he shaved himself and changed his raiment and came in unto Pharaoh. That thing jumped out at me because you know people I I, I have a problem with come as you are to church. I really don't. Because you gotta you gotta wear what it is that you have, but if mm-hmm. if Pharaoh if they will clean if they will clean up a, a, a man 
just to come in front of the Pharaoh, mm-hmm. what more do we should we offer up to God? You know, if you don't have, if if you've got one suit, I'll say this to you: if you can, you find a way to at least clean it. You know, to snuff mm-hmm. to to snuff and coming into it and humbling yourself to me. I think that's a form of of humility when you want to clean yeah. yourself up and come before a holy God because we we can't mm-hmm. take God for granted and who he is and what he's done for us. You, we should want to come and honor God and present, present ourselves, even though our, our inner man is the, is the thing that has to be holy because you could put, you could put off on rags and you'd be a hot mess on the inside. So I'm not, I'm not focusing on attire, but I do say this, though, but when, you, when you're coming into the house of God, I do think that part of your, if you can, your humility begins on the inside. But if you can clean yourself up before going to the Lord, why not? Why not? And, and, and desire to give God the best that you have. Even if your best is tattered, let it be your mm-hmm. best for the Lord. Because we are to honor God in all that we have. Because without God, we have nothing. We, we have we have nothing. We have nothing. He's made a way for, for us to have everything that we have. It is yes. all because of God. And I and I like the fact too that Joseph even made sure that Pharaoh realized that it, it's not it's not me interpreting your dreams. I'm gonna give it mm. to the Lord God to make sense of all of this. Yep, because it's a fact. It's just nothing. Anything that we have fact. we have gained is a God, but it's whether you mm-hmm. honor it or not. You'll hear people say, "Well, I work for this." Mm-mm. Without God breathing life into your body, you couldn't get up in the morning. Without God speaking, giving you the power to use your hand, you couldn't labor. I know that's right. I know that's right. But out of our ignorance, and we have become so self-reliant, we say those things. Mm-hmm. That my yeah. people perish of knowledge. You know, when knowledge comes, and like you're saying, you may come like that. But see, God deals with it. And the outside He will clean up the inside Which will cause a change on the outside mm-hmm. And you will honor God You know he will change the way you dress Your dresses won't be Showing your behind Amen. Nor will they Be showing your breast Or ungodly You know it's so tight God changes that I know what I use what I wear now because of man. That's right. Right. That's right. It's because that God has changed me. Yes, Yes. Minister. I I can that's my testimony too, I tell you. I had it's funny you say that because I had a young lady to tell me when I had first went to my church and she was Uh um, one of the and she had said to me and I didn't take any offense by it at all when she said it to me because I knew it to be true. She said when you first came here she said, I remember, she said, you were, you were wearing, your skirt was a little more fitted. Because that's what I wore yeah. when I was in the world. For my clothes yeah. to fit. But see what God has done in your life and how, you know, she said that your skirt became a little less fitted. They dropped a mm. little bit in length. And and like mm. you said, that's, that's, that's God on the inside. When God cleans you up on the inside, you and the, the outside is just going to conform. It really is. 
that you, you're not going to want to do anything that's going to cause another brother or sister to slip up because we got to realize, too, and, and especially women, especially women, and I'm glad you brought that up, um, Minister, because we're talking about, you know, women of the Bible, especially women, because we have to be much more um, mindful of the, the, the dress and things that we wear. You know, we I know we have a free will to do certain things, but when you, when you are um, a single woman like I am and you're looking for a, or a man should be looking for you because that's what the scripture says when a man finds a wife, but they, we, they should rely so much on their exterior. And, mm-hmm. and you should, if you grow up in the things of God, you don't want that to be your, the highlight of who you are. Like that should be like secondary or somewhere down the line like a bonus so to speak, used as just a physical object, you know, and, and, and the world has taken women, our bodies, and makes, you know, sex symbols and all this other kind of stuff, and they really the don't even feel like Enemy dress makes, yeah, yeah, you know, because that's the system. I've, I've been to churches, and I've seen women come in there with halter tops and their backs out, you know, and I look and I'm like, but there's a man could be right here. You don't know what he's struggling with. So why would mm-hmm. you put that type of on parade? If you want, if you wanted to wear you a a, a, a backless uh, top, you know, because I don't knock nobody. If that's what you want to do, that's what you want to do. But be considerate of others. Put a jacket on it when you walk into the house of the Lord. You know, because the, the church is the hospital. Yeah, that is. People yes. here because they're sick and they need to be healed. But they don't need to come here and get sicker, you know, and they don't need to be to have to come to church and to trip up and to slip up, find that they're worse off after they come to church. Mhm. You know, because women are not thinking like and it's and, and I, I only say that because we we are we we should we should want to be thought of more than just an exterior picture. Well, you got you got people you got people coming up under that thing because it's so prevalent in the world. The world advocates you to show you you know your curves. These yeah. are your assets. Yeah. Yeah. You use the form of beauty. Uh, my granddaughter, she's going through that. You know, when she went through puberty and then she started getting a breast, she's proud of that. But I I told her I said understand if you make that your issue. If you make your breasts or your hips or whatever and your beauty and you project that, that's the type, the type of man you're going to attract. And someone, they're not going to see you. They're going to see your that's body. Right. That's right. And what comes with that is an illusion. And anybody yeah. that's lived with it and come out of it, they come to understand, I'm more than that. Yeah. And I want to be respected for more than that. Why do we make your little girl that are seven uh, wear, uh, you don't let them wear halters or something up there, high up above them, and dress a certain way? It's not decent for a little girl that age. But they, and, they they want, and they wonder why. And they wonder why babies do Maybe you have yeah. a dress code at birth. You have a dress code in the army. Why? Mhm. 
And I'm not talking about putting you in bondage. I listened to a, a, a minister say something, and I said, Lord, that's not you. That's that religious bondage. Yeah, yeah. And so you couldn't wear uh, lipstick. You couldn't, but it's in, it's in moderation. It's, it's right. everything right. in us. And God will give you that. He'll give you that understanding. He will, yeah. He will give you that. He doesn't just change your inner man and not change the outward part. He does. He changes and your vocabulary. Right. And when you let him work on the inner man, the outer man will fall in line. Yes. It's outside the church, and I'm surely not going to wear it inside the church. Certain things I will not wear no more. God won't let me wear and I don't have a desire to no more. Right. You know, if you cussed, after a while, God's gonna clean up your mouth. Mhm. If you, but you, but see, you gotta be, you, you have to be filled with the Holy Spirit. You have to be filled with the Holy Spirit, and truly, and then you gotta walk uprightly, because the Bible says, "Be ye holy, for I, the Lord God, am holy." There, you, you have to when you begin to. Live a holy lifestyle. The Holy Ghost mm-hmm. will will comment you, and those things, like you said, those those outer things will begin to fall off of you. They will. They will. Mm-hmm. They will just begin to fall off of you, and and, and you line up with the Spirit of God naturally. Naturally, mm-hmm. it doesn't. Hey. It, and nobody and Joseph has to not have done this. He could not have done this without how he overcame is because he gave it. And he leaned on God. Mm-hmm. Everything it shows you, Joseph gave. It was God that helped Joseph. It wasn't in himself. It was his heart to be obedient. That's why he said, "The obedient eat the good of the land." Amen. 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 Life doesn't get you the benefit for a season, but what the devil gives you, he will take away because he comes to kill, deal. Steal and destroy, and he's a deceiver. Yes, he is. You don't yes, have you have joy in it, because God's word says He gives you the authority to enjoy something. He gives you the when you eat your food to feel fulfilled. Why yes. keep hungering after something that's just filth? Yes. And the more that worse and worse. And it's like they and they tell you at the end they come allow God to bring them into sense. No matter what I did, I could never get filled. The more I did, I had to do more. It's an endless pit. But praise God for 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 your growth. You know, and that's what this whole thing is all about. The, your salvation is a process, and it's a walk, and it's a walk mm-hmm. with the Lord. You have the desire to walk more closely with God. You know, it's mm-hmm. almost like a it's almost like a dating process. You know, first you first you meet first you meet someone, and then you you spend more time you spend time together, and the more time you spend with each other, the more you begin to know about one another. And if that you find that that's the, the, the mate for you, then quite naturally you want to please your mate. You, you want to do the things that's going to put a smile on your mate's face. 
And it's no different in a relationship with God. You know, you when when we desire to 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 please God and to walk uprightly before the Lord, and like the scripture says, draw nigh unto me and I'll draw nigh unto you. God is waiting for us. You know, He's waiting for us to to work things out in our favor, to be a blessing to us. And it's not just in a material fashion, but to give us peace, joy, and long-suffering. That's where the fruit of the Spirit come in at, you know, those things that, because those are the things that truly enable you to to walk this walk with the Lord when you're, first of all, you got to be filled with the Spirit. And then there are the fruit of the Spirit that are in in Galatians, and, and that is, that's a life that you want to you want to walk in and you want to be fruitful in it and you want to be pleasing unto the Lord. The fruit of the spirit, I'm going to read Galatians 22. Love, yes. joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, and temperance. And it says against such there is no law because when you walk in these things, you don't have to worry about all of the other things that 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 uh, man tries to hold your feet to. Because first of all, when you walk in love, you know then you then you can count on you can have you some joy when you walk in love, and then you can have some peace. And when you have the peace of God, you'll learn to suffer long, and gentleness will come. You know, and goodness, of course, is a part of all of that. And 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 finally, those are the things that will grow up your faith. That will have, you know, make your faith greater. Because the Bible says without faith, it's impossible to please God. And when you have faith and meekness and temperance, that's just humility, you know. And that and, and that's, it. That's, that's you just in a calm state, you know, not angry all the time. And I, I know that Joseph had to walk in these spirits. He had to have. Joseph had to be yeah. filled with the spirit of God. Just like Pharaoh had requested of him, he said, I need a man with the spirit of God. Yeah. And that's his Holy Spirit. And that's the fruit of the spirit when you have it. And when you can walk in those things, you're not as angry. You know, things don't think, little things don't rub you, you know, the wrong way. You're not so easily offended. You know, mm-hmm. you, you, you know, people can't just say one word and you fly off at the hinges. Because uh-huh. your, your fruit are not, your fruit are not, op, you're not operating in the fruit of the spirit. Because uh-huh. if you are, it shows in your character in who that you are. And, and um, uh-huh. we have about eight minutes left, ladies. And Minister Belinda, I would love for you to um, uh, do do an on, um, an altar call, even though no one is um, listening up to the call other than yourself and Minister Lisa right now. But if someone wants uh-huh. to go back. To message and they want to hear it, do um, say a prayer of the altar call and of salvation for for those who have yet to come to know the Lord. Amen? Okay. If you want to know God, you know, the scripture says, there's a scripture in there that says try God. I mean, if you tried everything else and it failed you and you still have an empty void and you're asking a question, there's got to be more to this life than what I've experienced. Yes, it is. And maybe you've experienced a religious God. And so you say, well, that's a dead God. Yes, it is. But you haven't tried the living God. He's real. Ask him into your heart. Repent 
of your sins and ask Jesus Christ to come into your heart and to abide there and let him reveal, say, God, if, if, if you're real, reveal yourself unto me. If there's a living God, reveal yourself unto me. And when God does, you'll understand there's a living God. You'll feel that power of that love that he, died, that he sent his son to down across. You know, I can tell you every day there's a God. But until you experience this living God for yourself, then you'll know without a doubt when he touches you that there is a living God that has loved you from the day that you were born, that has allowed his son to shed his blood for you and suffer so much violence for your sake. And all you have to do is say, God, you real, come to me. Open your heart to him. And you will repent. Because you'll come into the realization, my God, you're real. You are yeah. actually try him for yourself. Try him before you leave this earth. Yes. He's a God that loves you. Maybe you say to yourself, I never have known what love is. You haven't. Until you have been touched by God, you don't know love. I know that's it's right, yes. not of the flesh. It is of the spirit. Glory to God, yes. He said you cannot serve him by, unless it's by spirit and truth. Many, so many of you have been lied to. And you think this religious God is God. And you've turned your face away from that there is a living God. Hallelujah. I'm, I'm telling you the truth. Mm-hmm. Open your heart to it and say, Lord, if you're real, come in and abide in me and I will serve you for the rest of my days. There was a young girl that started off with one and it became many children. And this little girl couldn't stand me. And her sister said, you know she calls your names. I said, I already know. But I kept praying for her. And one day this girl came to me. She said, Sister Belinda. And I knew God had moved on her heart. I said, baby, I could tell you God's real every day that there's a day. But until you experience him for yourself. You'll know without a shadow of doubt. That evening, when they went to one of those closed-down, lockdown things, her sister came through the door. She, Bunny hadn't come in yet. And she said, oh, my God, Sister Blender, God, the Spirit of God fell on Bunny, and she just danced and danced and wept. And when she hit the door, I already knew. And she said, Amen. I said, you know that, you know now. Amen. Amen. Give chance because he is real. Yes, he Some is. of you are on fast leg. Try him. You have nothing to lose, but so much to gain. Open up your heart to him and repent of your sins and ask him to mm. come into your heart. Yes, and he will abide with you. Thank you, Jesus. 
<laughs> Try him. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter what you've been told. Try him. Try, try the, to, the truth for yourself. Mm-hmm. Yes, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Faithful. Yes, he is. Yes, he is. So many of us know him. We've been taught religious things and mm-hmm. traditions and blocked God from us. Some of us have known him and walked away because we allowed the fester of of hurt to live in us, disappointment. Those are the devices of the enemy to separate you from God. But if you're willing to let say, God, I know I have this in my heart. I know that I've moved away from you. God, I repent. Please restore me, God. And give me a with you. Be faithful. Seal me in you, Lord. The real of you, Lord. Yes, God. Let him minister to you. Let him love on you. Let him correct you. You love your children. If you're in your right mind, you'll whoop their little butts because you do it because you love them. Mm-hmm. What more will God do for you? And you don't think that that's bad because it's not. Just open your heart. If you have a hard, hard, a hard heart or a hard-headed, you're hard-headed, Get on your knees. Don't let yeah. your heart hit it. They'll send you to hell. Get on your knees before it's too late and repent. Say, God, I know. Help me, Jesus, before I leave out of here. Help me. That's right. This, this, what we read, is attested. This man was put in prison. Mm-hmm. And you hear this tape. And you become bitter. Ask God to take it away. Watch the power of God move in your life in the prison cell. Remember, he got this man out. So did he do Paul, I think, in Barabbas mm-hmm. when they were in there. Right? Paul, God is the same yes. today, tomorrow, and the next day. Man can tell you yes. you're going to be in there the rest of your life. God, if you will seek God and allow God to change you, God can open them doors. He said, whatever door God opens, no man can close it. Whatever door he closes, no man can close. We're relying too much on that and on our own uh, emotions to do anything. It won't. But the power of God is alive. So I, I pray in salvation for you. To be delivered and set free. Mm-hmm. 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 